0: Welcome to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hangout, and talk show all wrapped up into one, and it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started.
1: Welcome to a new episode of the Piney Pastors Podcast. My name is Nathan Smith. And here with me are Pastors Steve and Jason. I'm and Steve. I'm not. There you go. You can you can figure it out from there. Uh, today, we are going to talk about things that we gleaned from our study of 2 Thessalonians. We just... Um, Last week, finished up preaching through that book. How many sermons did we preach from it? Fourteen. Fourteen sermons from the three chapters And you might be thinking, after 14
0: s- preaching uh, sermons
1: and the book, is there really more that to say <laughs> than you have not said already? Um, no, we're going to re-say things oh, that we have said before. Oh, re-preach it. Um, yeah, we just wanted to talk about some of the things that we were blessed by in our study of it and in the preaching of it. Um, one of the blessings that we have as pastors here um, and the way that um, we have led and believe we should be leading the church is that not it's not just one of us preaching, but we actually get to listen to one another preach. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just from our own study as we are preparing to preach. We but preach also, and get preached. Too. Yes, which is an immense blessing. Um, so, um, first of all, um Jason yeah if there was one thing what was one thing uh that overall from the book of 2nd Thessalonians um most affected your heart or mind Mm. if there was I know it's hard to narrow down yeah if there was one thing
0: well um I think that I, I was blessed and encouraged by the whole book but the um and not just uh the parts that you guys preached to me, though that was for sure. But even getting to preach um the, the, the passages that I did, I I found there is more to say than I could say, had
2: time to say. Um and um But then that's not just uh it just that's not specific to Second Thessalonians. No, no, for sure. Yeah.
0: No, that's that's not. Um but I, I Um, One of the things that I didn't really get to say much about that really was um, encouraging and struck me often throughout the book is um, how I don't know how to put it into a succinct sentence, but in the beginning. So this is a letter and um, Paul gives a greeting up front and a closing the end because it's a letter. Mm -hmm. He says "A letter written from Paul, Silvanus and Timothy, and it's to the church of the Thessalonians. Um, and then he says in chapter one, <clears throat> he talks about um, them hearing their testimony. He says, chapter one, verse 10, he says, because our testimony to you was believed. So there's the testimony of the the written testimony. But then he talks about here the spoken testimony. And then in chapter two, he talks about um, in verse one, he says, don't be quickly shaken or in mind or alarmed either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. And the fact that he's saying the the spoken word and the written word are really, really important and powerful. Mm -hmm. And then later on in that same chapter, chapter two, uh, verse 15. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. Again, this is the gospel communication, the word of Christ uh, coming from the apostles. Um, And then in chapter three, he mentions... um, Something again about the letter, um, he says, uh, in verse 6, he says, keep away from that any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. This is both by their spoken word and written letter. And then later in that same chapter, chapter 3, he says, verse 14, if anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person. And then mm. at the end, he says, I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. This is the sign of genuineness in every letter of mine. It is the way I write. hmm And even as we were listening earlier today to a a sermon um, uh, from Hebrews that um, it it, it quoted and it said, um, we can have, we can be content because he has said. I will never leave you nor forsake Mm. you. And it's not Mm -hmm. just you can be content because he'll never leave you and forsake you, though that's true. It says because he said it. Mm -hmm. And I was just reminded through 2 Thessalonians that because it's been said and because it's been written and it's been um, uh, translated for us and because we get to interpret it and proclaim it um, and read it over and over and over and over again because of the spoken and written word of the gospel. That's how he gives us peace. That's how he gives us grace. That's how he mm-hmm. um, strengthens us in our faith. That's how he um, helps us to not grow weary of doing good. That's how he um, helps us to be comforted in the grace of God so that we, in his grace, um, live lives that are worthy of our calling and so much more. Yeah. But just the importance of reading the written word and of communicating it to each other as a church. Um, mm hmm not ta- just not just in preaching but man it's just really really invaluable mm.
2: our tagline for the book was established yeah in the hope of our coming lord and then that's how you become established in your hope in christ is through through the reading of the word of god and the hearing of the preaching of the word of god and in the discussing about the word of god with yeah. people in your small group or discipleship groups
1: yeah yeah that's really good um Steve, yes, for you, was there any one thing that um, really struck you, was helpful?
2: I have two things. Uh, the first is— No, you have one th- Sorry, two. I have two. Senior pastor, <coughs> prerogative. The first thing that struck me um, was, Paul says, I know at least twice we ought always to give thanks for you, mm-hmm. brothers and sisters— and then uh, in, in chapter 3, verse 4, he says, And we have confidence in the Lord about you. And it just it encouraged me as a pastor to, um, to hear Paul say that, and it exhorted me to be more like Paul and to say to the church, mm-hmm. I give thanks for you. I have confidence in the Lord about you. And not just to think it or feel it, but yes, to say it. but to, to communicate that to the church. Mm-hmm. And so it, it exhorted me to do that more often. And so I want to make that a, a common practice of mine. Secondly, just having the opportunity to preach the sermon where Paul says, do not grow weary in doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we've said it before. I know we say it to each other often that when we are tasked with preaching a passage that passage really uh, sinks down into our heart and mm-hmm. convicts us and and it i felt conviction about that that i often do grow weary of doing good and so that was also a word of exhortation for me mm-hmm. uh from paul from god through paul through this letter and and through the the opportunity to preach
1: yeah yeah. How about are, you, Nathan? Those are both really good. In fact, those uh, they? would have been the ones that I would have said. Oh snap! Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because those <clears throat> truths were both um, things that I needed to hear, mm-hmm. did hear strongly and clearly through through the preaching of this book. Um, and I mean, my. <laughs> My brain is too small to hold very much, so I remember the last things that we went over <laughs> the best. And the last thing that uh, we went over was a sermon that I preached. <laughs> and so, um, fresh on my mind and heart, um, is the Lord of Peace. At the, in the benediction, Paul says, Now may the Lord of Peace himself give you peace at all times, in every way. The Lord be with you all. And spending a lot of time meditating on what it means for Christ to be the Lord of peace for, for us as a church, um, that he is the only one in whom peace is found and that it's by his grace that we have any peace. Um, I think that because we live in a nation where, in a time where there has been a lot of at least superficial peace, freedom from war, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, at least in that kind of conflict in our daily lives. Although the last couple of years have kind of, there's been more unrest. Yeah. um, But I think we can take peace for granted. And um, I was just reminded what a gift it is, a gift of grace that we would have any peace. And that the peace that we experience in this life is, um, because it's so transitory and um, fragile, that it's really just, still though is a real foretaste of the kind of peace that we will have when the lord returns mm-hmm. and has been encouraged by that and but also praying for our people more that we would experience um <coughs> even our experiences of peace would give us a longing for mm-hmm. that peace and not be satisfied Amen. with you know what's temporary peace it's you know weird uh maybe it's not weird it's um
0: it seems to me that um, growing up, I didn't have. I mean, growing up in, growing up in the church and being um, hearing preaching and being around the Bible my whole life, I, I have not seen, um, or maybe I just don't remember. Maybe they said it and I don't remember and it was talked about more. But it seems to me that more and more I read of the Bible, um, especially, uh, really, I mean, really the whole Bible, but especially the New Testament epistles, that there is a lot of persecution throughout scripture that's talked to. So I mean, that people mm-hmm. are persecuted. Christians are being encouraged and exhorted again and again and again and again in so many different letters, yeah, so many different books of the Bible and <clears throat> that it's, that seems to be, I think, uh, indicating that that's the norm for mm-hmm. many Christians that ha- was and will be, has been and will be. Yeah. And so that we have had, um, Little persecution here in America, <clears throat> some and in some pe- some cases and some people more than others um but um I think that it's really helpful when you're thinking about well, we don't want to lose our unrest, we don't want to lose our our, our our rest we don't want to lose our um our peace our you know lack of war and mm-hmm. lack of persecution. we want to hold on to that at all costs, and um yeah, I'm not saying that we should invite it and um try to make it happen and yet. Um, We shouldn't be afraid of it either, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, believers all throughout Scripture, um, throughout the history of the church and and really the history of the world with God has been um, forming his people. It's often been through that. And so when we went through Second Thessalonians, um, at the very beginning, talking about they're being persecuted. Mm -hmm. And in chapter two, talking about um, the man of lawlessness in the end, what he will be like and what he will do, that final man of lawlessness. It was really Uh, might sound simple, but it was really comforting to me the fact that not only he restrains him and that he will win in the end, but it says um, that he will be revealed, meaning that God will reveal him. Mm -hmm. God saying, I know that he's coming because, uh, and he will not be revealed. You won't see him. No one will know who he is until I reveal him. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about it. Don't be afraid of the future. Don't be afraid of the end time. Don't be afraid of um, any man of lawlessness, let alone the final one, because... I'm I'm in control over it all, and um so he his message constantly to mm-hmm. his persecuted people or his people afraid of persecution afraid of the future um and i was I was instructed just to by um that passage second thessalonians two um, one through twelve um just some of the things we don't think about or, or read about um super often and um <coughs> thinking about the the antichrist the man of lawlessness just studying that was been help, was helpful for mm-hmm. me, but it was just super encouraging to be reminded of um, and encouraged by God's sovereign control over it all, even the timing of it.
2: Even God being in control, I'm looking at uh, chapter 2, verse 11, that God sends them a strong delusion so they may believe what is false. Even God is sovereign over, it's not, it's not the man of lawlessness who, who forces people to believe what's false. Mm-hmm. It's God that sends the delusion. Mm-hmm. God is sovereign over all of this. And if you're a child of God, you can rest in that and yeah. um, and not be uh, caught up and concerned mm-hmm. uh, uh, about about all these things should we be prepared for persecution yes, we yeah. should, but we can have a solid rock solid faith in our steadfast God maybe you might say an established hope mm. yes, in our coming
1: Lord you might say that yeah, and Paul writes about. The man of lawlessness, um, not to disturb their, um, not to disturb them in any way. Actually, he says, "I don't want you to be shaken in mind or alarmed." Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he's he's trying to Bring reestablish peace, yeah. them in peace by talking about it. And um, yeah, I think we sometimes talking about eschatology, end times, and Antichrist people. Um, I just kinda like watching horror movies. People like to have that ooh kind of, <laughs> you know, terror feeling. It's a little adrenaline rush or whatever. I think sometimes people want to look at end times things because it gives them that. Somewhat sense sensational. Of, yeah. yeah. But um if we're gonna be consistent with the um text of scripture, we should see that the in the all the teachings on the end times are intended to well Jesus says um when talking about the end times, he says, I'm telling you this so that you'll um it won't take you by surprise. You'll be prepared, then you will stay awake. Mm-hmm. Um but often it's for the sake and, and even in that there is um staying awake not in tense fear, but in but in watchful peace. Peace and knowing that God is sovereign. Yes. And uh watchfulness. Yeah. Um any other Things about this letter that you'd like to say before we wrap up this podcast. We can't just stop now because I don't know that we've ever had a podcast only <coughs> well, that fifteen would be minutes a, or that'd so. That'd be a long. tragedy. So there must be more that we should say. Or not. Well, there's more to that could be said.
2: <coughs> of course. Whether it should be said it's another matter. <laughs> it was a blessing. To teach from a New Testament epistle after spending what s- sometimes felt like three years in the <laughs> Book of Exodus, you can't and, say that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was a blessing to get to uh, a book, uh, an epistle where you could uh, where there, it just you know we weren't trying to glean what's the message of the text from an entire chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you just have a couple of verses there and and you can really get into the meat of it.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think it was a blessing. We've said this before, um but it's if we're following the example of our brother Apostle Paul and giving thanks always because we ought to and because it should be our joy, it is our joy. Um I think um we are thankful. We are blessed to have a a church who values the preaching of the word of God. Amen. And um so knowing that we are moving from a, uh, a book of the Bible to another book of the Bible to another book of the Bible mm-hmm. and preaching it, um, I uh, don't think I ever have any uh, body, especially our covenant members come to us and say, Hey, um, when are you going to stop preaching from the Bible? Or when are you going to just start do a series that's uh, a sermon series that has nothing to do with a, a particular text of scripture? Mm-hmm. Um, but they know. Um, you all know that uh god gives himself to us by his spirit mm-hmm. because of jesus through his word through the word yeah and um we're grateful for that and it's uh, it's a privilege to be able to it makes us uh, preach with more mm-hmm. joy
1: and uh, yeah would yeah. you say that we ought always to give thanks to god for our people
2: i would we say, would say that amen there. yeah nathan you could give a preview of coming attractions
1: well i could in fact um First sunday in may, mm-hmm. may i end. won't give really a preview but just say that we are going to be in the book of hebrews <gasps> next. and um, we are excited about that as well we've been studying and trying to break it down as much as we can at this point for how we're going to preach it and um yeah we would ask for you especially for you Covenant members to be praying for us, that God would fill Mm -hmm. us up with his word so that we can pour it out um, and that God would bless our study and bless the preparation and preaching of that book as we um, see the glory of Christ so beautifully displayed in the book of Hebrews. And um, we do have a sort of, Jason would say insufficient <laughs> summary tagline. A, a, a good, um, but yeah, just. Which is actually escaping my mind at the moment. How do we end up formulating that?
2: Does it start persevering?
1: Um, persevering. Mm. Yes, it does. Oh, good. You guys can't remember. Uh, in either. light of it our su- so. superior
2: savior. Our superior savior is the last part.
1: I don't remember. Oh, man. they have to wait till May. Yeah. Well, it's going to be really good and <laughs> yeah. really helpful. It'll be really memorable. <laughs>
2: That's what I like about it. It is memorable. <laughs>
1: uh, it, uh, I'm sure it'll be helpful once we say it over and over for, for many, many weeks as we go through Hebrews. But again, uh, please be praying for us and for the church as we prepare for that. And with that, we will sign off.